Welcome to Inside the Tunnel, brought to you by VT Scoop, 24-7 Sports. My name is Andrew Alex, joined by the regular gang, Evan, Doug, Matei, all here. But that's not why you're here. You're here for a guest who requires no introduction, the head coach of the Virginia Tech Hokies, Brent Pry. Coach Pry, how are you today, sir? Hey, I'm not sure who's busy, or you guys or me this morning. <laughs> yeah, culmination of, of a year's worth, more than a year's work of hard work by not only you, but so many members of your staff, people behind the scenes. What's a day-to-day, like today, feel like? A culmination? Yeah, it, it is a culmination. And uh, I'm so proud of the effort that the staff has put in. You know, and it's everybody. It's coaches. It's off-campus recruiting. It's our on-campus recruiters. It's analysts. It's grad assistants. It's professors. I mean, there's so many people that have a hand in putting a class together when you're trying to do it the right way. And so I'm appreciative of everybody. I mean, when you talk about bringing recruits to campus and you got a sold-out stadium, impactful. You know, when you can talk about five and six sellouts, impactful. When you can talk about selling out to military bowl, impactful i mean there's just so much that needs to happen to put a class like this together let's let's kick it off with the class i asked you last year who was brent prize guy in last year's class and you said to kai heath so who is it this year who's your guy yeah you know i don't know i mean there's so many you know there's just a, a great story with each and every one of them um you know i think a guy that's really under the radar that is going to surprise some people that I'm excited about is um, Andrew Hanchuk uh, coming off of an injury his junior year. You just, you know, big, strong guys that can run 6'4". He's going to be 290, 300 one day, you know, tough as nails. I, those guys kind of guys are hard to find. They're like a unicorn. And uh, so – you know, I don't know. I'm excited about the whole class. There's so many good players and good stories, uh, but he's one I think that's under the radar a little bit. With with the state, you obviously put a major effort in recruiting the state. One of the big guys at the top of the list was was obviously Brody Adams. Uh, can you settle a debate? We've been having this debate for weeks, if not months. Is Brody Adams the best player in the state of Virginia? I say yes. I'll stand on the table I'm at right now and say yes, he's the best player in the state of Virginia. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I'm going to tell you, I've, I've watched him play, and, I mean, he is long and slippery. For the length he has, he can get skinny now. That's a rare trait. That's an elite quality to me. He's got great ball skills, good aptitude, you know, obviously a frame he's got to fill out, but uh, he's certainly, if not the best, you know, he's in the conversation to be the best, just like you're saying. You're losing a lot of production at defensive tackle after this year with Pollard and Kendricks and Payne leaving, um, added Aeneas Peoples out of the portal. Uh, what did you like about him? And you know, he's a guy, PFF has him as one of the top defensive tackles in the conference this year. So how big is it to add a guy of that caliber? Yeah, you know, first of all, you know, we're losing three guys that were really good down the stretch for us in Pollard, you know, Mario and Phil Darius, but um, so we had to rep- we had to get some some age there. We had to get some experience. We got some guys behind them that I'm excited about, but you can't count on that. So uh, to get Aeneas, to get Kamari, 
two guys with some age and and honestly super explosive qualities for the tackle position. And and Aeneas proved it at a high level in our league. Um, and then Kamari, you know, you put his junior college film on, and um, you know, there's a reason he was a top ten junior junior college recruit. So, you know, we got all of the ends coming back, right? APR and the whole crew, they are having a great just, I mean, these guys are trending right now. Burgos, McDonald, McCray, Cole Nelson, the second half of season that he had. And they can run. They play hard. They got motors. They're getting so much better at winning one-on-ones. And, you know, so I'm really excited. But to, to really get the most out of those guys, you got to have an inside presence that can push the line of scrimmage, make people miss, you know, compress the pocket, merit sacks in their own right. Are you still looking for another defensive tackle, or are you done there for I, now? Potentially, yes. Um, when you lose three, you know, I mean, the situation is we got some some guys kind of second-year players that have been injured. And, and so the development just hasn't been on track like you'd like it to be to say, okay, we can go win the league with these guys. Um, you know, at every, every evaluation piece, it's always about can we win the league with him in 2024. You know, that, I mean, if that's not the standard, I don't know why you're doing it. Like, when we evaluate recruits, when we evaluate transfers, when we evaluate our own guys, you know, when you project on if they capitalize and, and improve weaknesses and build on strengths, can they be good enough to win the league with in 2024? So, yeah, I'd say there's still the potential we take another defensive tackle. Obviously, the news this week has been about incoming guys, but previously, the past few weeks, it's been mainly announcements about guys coming back for next season, uh, trying to come back and win an ACC championship. But to those incoming freshmen, to the guys that are younger on the depth chart, some of the uh, underclassmen, what is your message and how do you kind of manage expectations when it comes to those guys that you kind of handpicked out of high school? Yeah, I mean, you know, my message is always that we want to build the most competitive roster in the country. Competition is one of our five fundamentals. If they're going to shy away from competition, this isn't the right place for them. You're not going to hide in the back. You're not going to be anointed just because you're older. We're going to play the guys that give us the best chance to win, to go win a league championship. So that can be a high school guy. That can be a transfer guy. Um, you know, We want guys that have a lot of confidence in their abilities and what they can do. Also, looking around the country, it's no surprise that there's so much attrition going on with NIL, with the transfer portal, but it seems like Virginia Tech, it's completely the opposite. You're you're achieving that buy-in from all these guys. We're seeing all these announcements of guys coming back. How have you been able to establish the culture at Virginia Tech that makes it so fun and all these guys want to come back and play for you? Number one, we've got the right people in place that believe in culture, believe in relationships. And number two, we invest there. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of effort. It's where the attention needs to be first. And we do that. I haven't lost sight of that, and I won't. Uh, it's been the most valuable thing to me in my experiences. So, yeah, you know, and I think it's right for Virginia Tech. We're not a football factory. You know, we're not just trying to churn out NFL guys, man. We want the experience for these guys, the friendships, the relationships, the stories, and the winning. We want all of that. You know, you can have it all. I told him, hey, we, we go win this sixth game, 
We get bowl eligible, you have my word. We're going to work our asses off to win the game. We're also going to have a hell of a good time because you guys deserve it. Um, and I mean that. I mean, I, I'm a guy, I can't do this without some balance. And um, I love football, so passionate about it, compete like crazy, but you got to have some balance. I want that for our staff and our players. But uh, we got good people here. We got people that care about these guys as more than just football players, and they feel that. You know, not only they're excited about the momentum and who we can be as a team. They also feel good here, and they know that we're taking care of them and we got their backs. Coach, uh, you just mentioned uh, the influence that uh, Coach Rick Stockstill has had in uh, not only bringing in Sam Brumfield this year, but Jalen Lane the previous season. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but myself and my colleagues have been preaching the respect of Coach Stockstill and everything he was able to accomplish at Middle Tennessee. Coach Stockstill is not the head coach of Middle Tennessee anymore. Would you possibly be open to, if he was open to, bringing Coach Stockstill on in an analyst role, bringing him into the Virginia Tech family? What kind of percentage are you getting on this, Andrew? (laughs) (laughs) I got tremendous respect for Stock. Um, My ex-boss at Memphis, Tommy West, has been with Stock for a long time. Tommy and he were together previously, good buddies. Um, that's how I not I got to know Coach Stockstill in my time at at uh, Memphis and at Vanderbilt, and so just a ton of respect for him. I know what he's about. You know, we've done travel camps there uh, when I was at Penn State or somewhere, and you know. So, anyways, it means a lot to me when he puts his name on a guy and he talks about traits that you know he sees as complementary traits that we do too. You know, just kind of like-minded about what we think is important. You don't always get that. And so, you know, when we haven't been able to sign a transfer from the state of Virginia or a college in Virginia, we've only gone outside those two areas when it's been with a place where there's a coach that that can, you know, that we trust and know and, and we can, you know, feel really good about what we're getting. And Brent, then stock. Brent, you took uh, Tyler Mason out of North Carolina, um, put up beyond video game numbers um, at, at the A level there. Take uh, Kamari Copeland out of junior college or even Brumfield from the G5. What do you look for when, when evaluating a guy and trying to figure out what he brings to the table is going to translate at the power yeah. five level? Yeah, when you talk about small high school ball, single A, double A, you know, that's – all my years, I've seemed to have areas where we I've got some of those schools. And uh, when you put the film on, they ought to be the best player on the film each and every week. And there's no question, when you put Tyler Mason's film on, he's, he's a man amongst boys. They can't tackle him. He makes them miss. He runs through them. Um, he does everything that you could possibly ask of him at that level. And that's with, honestly, you know, he's not he's not challenged very much. So his production is off the charts. He's proven it week in and week out. Um, you know, I told him, I said, you, you, you may come here and be an all-ACC running back. You may come here and end up being an all-ACC safety. Like, you're just a, a great athlete, with good balance and vision and can run and you're tough. And, you know, so super excited about what he's bringing. 
And then, you know, when you go to the group of five, I mean, I've coached in those leagues. I've coached in FCS. I've coached in group of five. I know what good players at that level look like and how it can translate here. Curious if you were you, – Brumfield started the year, I think they started at Bama at Missouri, if, the, if his play there kind of solidified your opinion on him. Yeah, those were the, you know, the, the two games we watched first. Yeah. And uh, he's shedding blocks and beating blocks and making good tackles in both of those games. Looking at across college football and across the, the recruiting landscape, seems like class sizes are getting a little bit smaller um, as player as, as coaches continue to uh, look at the transfer portal as a way to supplement and looking at uh, NIL structure and all of that. How has that adjusted for you at Virginia Tech? And how uh, how do you feel Virginia Tech is is positioned for the future? Is this kind of a we're going to take up maybe 16, 17, 18 and save some spots for portal? Or are we going to look at maybe some higher high school numbers and less portal? Yeah, I mean, I always want to be higher high school numbers. You know, I, I'd like to have – if I had five more scholarships, we would have signed 20 high school players this year. I don't think our transfer portal needs would, would change. You know, we're, we've got four signed right now out of the portal, and we may do one or two more. But, uh, you know, we still got some things that can happen in our program on our roster from attrition, an attrition standpoint. Um, you know, you've got a portal window that opens up for two weeks at the end of April. So – but, uh, you know, to me, I, I want to do this on the backs of high school players, you know, particularly guys from the Commonwealth, and if not that, our footprint. So it's, uh, you know, to me, you go to the transfer portal where you need to. You don't just go, you know, because you can. Coach, last year you talked a lot about these guys being team captains, and this year it's no different. You have 13 out of the 15 high school guys being team captains. How high is that on your priority list when you're looking at these guys? And, you know, why is that so important to the staff in general? You know what I love about that stat these last couple of years? It's not something we look for. It just ends up being the type of young man that appeals to us. He's got those qualities. And then as, you know, as it unfolds, you know, he's, he's, he's going to be a captain. You know, everybody respects him, his coaches, his peers. Um, you know, so it's what appeals us, appeals to us about guys that, you know, those captain qualities that you want in your locker room and on your practice field. Coach took uh, three offensive linemen in this class, Aiden Lynch, Tommy Ricard, Webb Davidson. Where do you see those guys slotting at least to start uh, on the offensive line? And I'm sure there's some versatility there as well. Yeah, certainly um, Webb and Aiden, I think, are bona fide tackles. You watch their high school film, good feet, can move. Webb can really run. Uh, and they're both got great length, really good length, and they're smart football players. So, you know, then Tommy, to me, he's, a, he's an inside guy. Man, he's got a great lower body. I mean, his, his lower body is, you know, he looks like he's been in college three years that way. Good hips, good butt, good legs, uh, good balance. He's tough. Still got a lot of room to grow up top. Um, so I feel really good about the addition of those guys to that O-line room. Uh, same question about Gabe Williams, one of the top rated prospects you signed this year. Linebacker, you seeing him at star, at will? Yeah, we see him starting out at the star position. Uh, he's got length. He's got ball skills. He can run. And unlike a lot of tall guys, he can bend. 
You know, I've coached some, a bunch of them, Cam Brown and Brandon Smith and all these guys. And when you're six four, six five, it gets a little bit tougher to play low and be able to change direction out in that space. But he's as good as any I've as I've seen, you know, before having coached him as that can move that way on that type of frame. Uh, he is a big, long, good-looking sucker that's only going to get better and better as he gets in a college strength and conditioning program. Coach, most of the recruits in the class come from that traditional Virginia Tech footprint, but you got a couple of guys, Davy Belford out of Fort Lauderdale. You have Andrew Hanchuk and Tommy Ricard out of Ohio. How did those relationships come about? And we know where the priority is on the recruiting trail, but is there any strategy in looking at states like Florida and Ohio, or do those things just kind of come to be? Yeah, it's a good question. So first of all, we view that part of Ohio as footprint. Um, you know, if you can drive there in six hours, we're pretty comfortable with that. You know, obviously we've got some footprint areas that that are closer, but you know, that's a that's a weekend trip. I mean, you can you can get, you know, families to come visit. You can get uncles and grandparents down for junior days. I mean, it makes sense to me. So that Ohio connection, I think, will stay part of who we are and what we're about. You know, for a quarterback, you're going to go wherever you need to go. And that's just a fact of the matter. You're going to identify the best quarterbacks that make the most sense for your scheme, and you're going to try and go get them. And that's what we did with Davi. Um, you know, like Webb Davidson, Macon, Georgia. Outside of the fact that that's home to the Allman Brothers Band, he was also a long tackle with elite qualities that are hard to find. And, and our list wasn't what it needed to be. If the list isn't strong enough in the footprint, then we're going to branch out. One thing that I find interesting, when, and when you came in, you foot stomped, you want to own the state of Virginia. And it looks like, feels like uh, Penn State and UNC used to take their pick, and they're not doing that as much anymore since you've been here. Um, what do you uh, kind of attribute that to? And who do you feel is the biggest threat in the state of Virginia recruiting? Yeah, honestly, um, it's just the investment in the state. You got to put the time in. You got to get in the high schools. You got to recruit the players. Like, you know, it's just, you got to get them to your campus. You got to have clinics and camps that make sense for the kids in the state. And we're doing all that. If there's something we can do to help our efforts in the state of Virginia, we're doing it. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, I, I think that's the biggest thing. And, and high school coaches and families recognize that. You know, Letterman recognize that. Fans recognize that. If you're a fan of Virginia Tech, yeah, you're going to cheer for guys from outside the state. You obviously are. But you love it when it's a homegrown guy. You know, because you more than likely, you know, he's from a community that our fan base can relate to and identify with. Um, you know, as far as outside threats, I mean, I, I don't know if anybody jumps out, to be honest. You know, I think there's a lot of programs that know and recognize Virginia has a lot of talented high school players. And for several years, the two flagship schools, UVA and Virginia Tech, weren't invested there. They just weren't. So, you know, it, it's nice to have Coach Elliott recruiting the state. We're recruiting the state. Um, that's what's good for high school football. That's what good is good for both our institutions. Brian, we got a couple left for you. Um, and you got commitments for most of the class before they're 
high school senior seasons. Um, I'm curious if there was a player that, um, as you followed him during his senior season, kind of jumped off the page as far as what he was doing on the field this year. Yeah, that's a great question because there always is. You know, there's guys that their junior film already screamed what they were about. And then there's guys that as you get into their senior year, you know, you really go, oh, man, you know, this is good stuff. I think Emmett Laws is a guy like that that really had a good senior year that says, okay, this, this, this kid may be able to help us as a freshman. I think Gerard Johnson had a great year. I think probably the guy that hit the scene the strongest late was Quentin Reddish. It's about a 6-3 safety that will knock the heck out of you. Um, you know, we staved off some pretty big folks down the end on him. Uh, his, his high school coach helped. Uh, his family's been awesome. You know, it's like I always say, you know, if you leave that door cracked just a little bit, it can get pretty messy. And uh, they were able to stay the course and honor their commitment. Last one for me, uh, talking about the guys that decided to come back, Monsoor Delane and Dorian Strong. How important it is, is it to have a, you know, one very good corner and much less two of them to build your 2024 defense. Yeah. I just know, you know, in my experience as a defensive play caller, you know, when you have that, then pretty much everything's in the arsenal. You know, you know, you can leave them guys alone and not worry about them. And most times they'll make the play that's needed to be made. So they're experienced, they're veterans. They both have some things they need to improve on. But uh, they'll be one of the best tandems in the league, you know, if not in this part of the country. Coach, hey, thank you so much for joining us. We got one more question. You're a jolly guy. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Uh, I'd have to say Christmas Story. Uh, You know, you'll shoot your eye out. Um, It's just it's one of my favorites. We watch it over and over when they run it 24 hours. I find myself watching it, you know, multiple times over the course of that. Uh, Ralphie baby, you know, Red Rider BB gun. I grew up in West Virginia, so the, the BB gun thing I certainly get. Hey, well, Coach, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you taking the time. Go enjoy the rest of your busy day. Celebrate with your staff. Celebrate with this class. We'll see you in Annapolis. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Appreciate what you do. Thanks, Coach. Brent Pry, head coach of the Virginia Tech Hokies. Thanks for listening to Inside the Tunnel, folks. VT Scoop 24-7 Sports. Gentlemen, do you have any final words for the folks at home before we wrap this bad boy up? I do not. I think that spoke spoke for itself there. Going for my 13th cup of coffee. Was my favorite Christmas movie? Yeah. I want all your guys' favorite Christmas movies, too. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Die Hard. The streets are numbered. Die Hard. I'm going to go with Christmas Vacation, Evan. Christmas Vacation, for sure. Or Elf. I really like Elf, too. Elf. Very solid. Very solid. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us. Again, uh, please subscribe to VT Scoop 24-7 Sports VIP subscription this week. New subscribers will be entered to win a one-on-one session with Doug Bowman titled (laughs) A Dynamite Duo. An inside look at the short run of Daryl Tapp and Bill Tierlink as defensive <laughs> line coaches at Virginia Tech. Again, he got these just lined up. I'm just like thinking of them all throughout the day. 
<laughs> but yeah, rate, review, subscribe. If you like what you're listening to, I know you're all interested in this portal stuff. Subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> Tell your friends. Watch the little video on-demand things that Evan's making 24-7. And yeah, keep hanging with us. VT Scoop 24-7 Sports. We'll talk to you soon. As always, go Hokey.